Sky Carumba for the week of October 10th through 16th, 2021. This week starts with Venus in the Scorpion's head, the Moon moving into Sagittarius, and Saturn and Jupiter sitting still in Capricornus. I told you in last week's program about Deshuba brightening up beginning 21 years ago. Venus is just left of the star on Sunday evening. Look to the west or southwest after sunset. You'll see the bright orange star Antares left of Venus and a crescent moon farther left. If you're in the southern hemisphere, these objects will be more above than left. Monday night, Venus has moved further left or above and the moon is ready to pass through Sagittarius's bow. Late Monday night to Tuesday morning, the moon will actually pass in front of Caus Borealis, the northernmost of the three bow stars. You have to be very far south to see that. The southern tip of South America and ocean areas south of Cape Horn will get the view. On Tuesday, the moon exits Sagittarius and the crescent is much thicker. On Wednesday, as the moon approaches Saturn, Venus approaches the star Al-Niyat. The star's Arabic name means the arteries. The ancient Arab observers considered nearby Antares to be the scorpion's heart. The moon's at southern Lunastus Tuesday, 26.2 degrees south of the equator, and it's at last quarter the next day, and it's near Jupiter on Thursday and Friday. On Saturday, Venus is closest to Antares. Jupiter and Saturn are moving so slowly, some astronomers would say they're stationary. Of course, if you look carefully with binoculars or a telescope and pay attention to where the faint stars near them are, you'll see that the planets do indeed move a little. If you can see Mercury rising in the east in the morning toward week's end, wow, you're good. It's barely beginning to emerge from the sun's glare. It will get easier to see over the next few weeks. For a little over 300 years, there's been a lizard in northern hemisphere constellations. There aren't many stories to tell about it. Lacerta the lizard is a new constellation as far as western astronomers are concerned. The stars aren't new, but they're dim and planets don't pass through them, so they just didn't seem noteworthy to the sky watchers of ancient Greece, Babylon, Egypt, and other lands in the region. If they told any stories about them, those stories didn't survive. Lacerta became a constellation in the telescope era. As astronomers realized there's a lot more to the sky than is seen with the naked eye, they took more interest in dim stars. Needing ways to describe where they saw what they saw, they made new constellations in previously unnamed patches of sky. In 1670, a French architect, Augustin Royer, named the star group Sceptrum. It was to be the scepter of Louis XIV. Maybe it was because Royer wasn't primarily an astronomer, or maybe it was because astronomers outside of France didn't want to honor a French king. Not many people wanted to call it Sceptrum. In 1787, a man who was an astronomer named the stars Frederici Honoris, or Frederick's Glory, after King of Prussia Frederick the Great. As an astronomer, Johann Ehlert Bode would have had more clout than an architect when it came to naming constellations. But we're again talking about honoring a king, and people from other countries not liking that idea. Johannes Hevelius of Poland had published a sky chart book in 1687 in which he named the stars Lacerta and that eventually became the preferred name and finally an official name when the International Astronomical Union named 88 constellations in 1920. Now, just because the ancient sky watchers in Greece, Babylon, Egypt, and nearby places didn't bother naming these stars or telling stories about them, 
doesn't mean that no one else in the world could. Some sky watchers outside of Western cultures knew of this section of sky, and they did tell stories about it. To the Chinese, Lacerda is part of Tengxi, a flying serpent. And to the Chumash people of North America, Lacerda was, coincidentally, also a lizard. People encountered that lizard on the way to the land of the dead. Over the past few weeks, I told you about two variable stars, and some of you have asked why one is named the Demon, but the other is called Wonderful. The answer is different cultures. The people who named Algol thousands of years ago told stories of ghouls and described the star's quick wink as ghoulish. In the 1600s, scientists who observed Myra found its long, slow fade and recovery fascinating, so they gave it a name that means wonderful. Sky Caramba.